There's Lemieux. The center penalty coming up. Look at Lemieux. Hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of Talkin' Hockey, the hockey talking show right here on UMFM 101.5 FM in Winnipeg. And uh, if you're podcasting it, you can stream it anywhere that you are, as long as you have the internet, uh, or maybe you previously downloaded it, that'll work too. Anyway, it's uh, Season 5, Episode 30 here of Talkin' Hockey, the hockey talking show. We're going to call this one The Perth- Perfume. The Daniel Berthume, it rolls off the tongue so easily. Pokey and the Bandit, remember that guy? Well, that's who we're going to kind of honor with the number 30 in this episode. A lot of goalies wore number 30. You can go down the list of 30s, like of players who wore number 30. It's like any goalie you can ever think of. Co-host Tom here with you. I've got, as always, with me in the other co-host chair. It's co-host Randy. How you doing today, buddy? Doing great. Beautiful summer day. Uh, I already watched two hockey games today. So, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what more could you want from, for summer, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's a, oh, like... Oh, we, have, we have a phone call on the hotline here. Is <laughs> that what that was? <laughs> Sorry, that's me trying to start my stopwatch. I uh, messed it up. Anywho, <laughs> the, uh, we're professionals here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show, obviously. Uh, you know what, though? That's We haven't reminded the folks, uh, the listeners at home, uh, we're not, we're not experts, Randy. We're not, uh, insiders. No, we're just two dudes who like to get together every Monday right here on the radio and, uh, talk a little bit of hockey. So, um, that's, that's the scoop. Um, but yeah, you've watched two hockey games already, the world championships, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll get into that in the later in the show, but let's talk a little bit about Daniel Berthum right now. Um, you're a, you're a, a local born and raised uh for the most part you know not exactly in this uh town but you know what i mean uh, in this region so you you remember daniel berthume back in the day what's your what's your like standout memory of him well honestly like and just like <laughs> almost every jets memory from the 80s and 90s and this is this is actually funny this will this kind of works for this whole episode but you know, the Jets back then had some great characters. You almost, you obviously had Dale Howarchuk, like you know, leading the team. But you know, they had this kind of promotional concept with with Pokey and the Bandit, obviously based off of Smokey and the Bandit, um, Pokey Reddick, <laughs> Pokey Reddick, yeah, and Daniel Berthume. But obviously, like they were like, you know, Jets marketing or whoever it was, people marketing in here in Winnipeg. They were very clever with stuff like that. Like back in the day, there was um, the show called Skittle Bits with like this okay. host named Joey Gregorish. And like, I don't know, like back like, kid, CKY, like a kid's show. Uh, yeah, I guess you could call it a kid show. It was it was 
yeah, I don't know if it was really target. Yeah, I guess so. Just Youth kind of programming local, or something. <laughs> lo- local TV kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's because we didn't have the internet back then that everything just seemed really cool or whatever. But it's <laughs> like, it, it was pretty neat. But also, like, you know, if you if you look down the hockey DB numbers of Daniel Berthium and Pokey Reddick, like they weren't. Great. They're not sparkling <laughs> numbers, Randy. Yeah. yeah. Like it's so what I'm getting at is like they're great, you know, great memories, uh very nostalgic, but there wasn't a lot of great hockey moments back then. Like, no, sure, yeah. We, we I think we made more of them because they were ours, the Jets were ours and that yeah. that sort of thing. Like uh, you know, just uh, before I pass it back to you, for instance, like the the um the the famous Dave Ellett goal that beat the Oilers that everyone talks about um like the Jets lost that series you know like <laughs> <laughs> well so it's and like that... you know what I mean so it's like we I yeah. think like we you know we we love our hockey players here and you know they're sure. they're I think they're 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 great obviously and I'm not putting them down whatsoever but and Daniel Pokey and the Bandit great duo not great stats. <laughs> Yeah, even for the 80s, not great stats, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, and, and that Dave Ella one's a bit of local lore because as someone who didn't really grow up here, uh, like, it wasn't... And people, like, I remember, like, you know, hanging out and you guys would be talking about it or whatever. And it's like, I'm like, what what goal are you talking about? You yeah. know? <laughs> you know, the game, the goal that won, like, one of the middle games of the series that the Jets... <laughs> <laughs> still lost but yeah. the reason the reason why we were kind of talking about that lately is because of like what almost happened with the jets in the first round like coming mm. back in an adam lowry scoring that game winning right. goal in overtime like after the big comeback or no the, the game the goal to tie it but they lost in double overtime right but if the jets would have won that game in double overtime i we think that would have been that. a that would have been another Dave Ellett style goal. Like the Jets still would have lost in five or six, <laughs> but but people would we we like you know same thing with Timu Solani breaking the record. Like everyone talks about it, like that they were there, you know, and whether they were or not doesn't matter. But people like to own those memories, yeah. and this is a per, another perfect memory of of a Winnipeg Winnipeg icon, like iconic yeah. image and duo. Pokey yeah. Pokey Reddick, Local, Daniel yeah. Berthume. Both small goalies, not great numbers, but you know, uh, what yeah. do they say? Uh, n- n- number one uh, <laughs> in your hearts, but <laughs> right. No, yeah, number like 90. number thirty on the program, but number one in your hearts, Daniel Berthieu. <laughs> yeah, um, no, number so- number third, number thirty, or no, at the time, number twenty-one in NHL goalie statistics <laughs> <laughs> of twenty-one teams one, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but number one uh, in your hearts. Yeah, so. Yeah, Randy, uh, Berthium wore number 30 for the Jets from 85 to 90. Uh, he, he went on to play for other teams, and uh, he did not take that number with him. 215 career NHL games. Uh, he was five foot nine. so we were kind of talking about this before we started recording. That was like kind of like there was a lot of uh, small goalies at, at that era. Um, Peter Sidorkowitz, a fellow number 30. Chris Terreri also wore number 30 for a while. Uh, they're all five foot nine. We could probably go down the list. There was a lot of legendary goalies who also wore number thirty. You got your Martin Broders, your Henrik Lundqvists, your Jerry Cheevers, etc. But we thought we'd kind of go with like uh, uh, you know, like a quirky uh memory 
of a guy like Daniel Berthium, you know, um, five foot nine. They don't make goalies like that anymore. They're all six foot four. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, Actually, another number thirty is Mike Vernon, who was a small mm, guy. Yeah. For the Calgary yeah. Flames. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, uh, it's almost like goalies are now they they now have to be six foot five or six foot seven. But it's okay for players to be five foot nine because there's a lot yeah. of small players again now. Yeah, your Braden Point, uh, uh, Jack Hughes you know, is even pretty small. Yeah, Brad Marchand. Like, there's a lot of guys who are shy of five ten even or whatever. But uh, for goalies, no. Yeah, like uh, Memorial Cup goaltender, Team Canada World Junior goaltender Thomas Millick or Millich. I don't know how you say it, but he's six foot and he's twenty years and old and he's undrafted. Now maybe he's a bit of a late bloomer or whatever, but um, he's got a pretty good resume lately it seems. And um, but he's only six foot, and like I think the knock about him is that he's not not big enough, not tall enough, or whatever, which is is crazy. But that's what it is. Um, yeah, I don't know. Daniel so how about Berthium. you? For you not growing up here, do you remember Daniel Berthium? Yeah, I do from hockey cards. And when you look at like the pictures, you go like. <laughs> When he went to his hockey DB photo, when he went to it's it's like with the senators, um, it's hilarious. It's amazing. It's in black and white for some reason. Is He's he wearing a, turtle, a bandana or something? Tur- turtleneck and okay. uh, um, no bandana. Did did Berthium rock a bandana? I kind of remember maybe Essence did, um, but no, I don't. I don't know. Uh, Daniel Berthium. I just remember like some of his hockey cards, especially um, the OPG, like I think that's 89.90, that one. He's got brown pads. It's a warm-up photo. He's just taking a lap around the ice. Doesn't even have his blocker, trapper, or helmet on. Not even carrying a stick. Just taking a lap. Um, and I really Here, like... Here's a picture for you. Okay. <laughs> it's from so, uh, score, so score pinnacle i remember that card and that is the bandana right there that's perfect yeah, yeah listeners uh so that's daniel Berthium. now he's wearing 36 in that for la um so but he's it's like a split screen kind of card on the one side of the card like all on the front it's it's him with the kings and then the uh, sort of other half of the card is just like his mugshot or whatever, uh, and he's got a he's got a nice little bandana on. It's that L.A. lifestyle. Kelly Rudy used to rock that down there, yeah. didn't he? I guess maybe the... because of uh, keep the sun out of their eyes or something. Yeah, it was the style <laughs> of the time. <laughs> um, so what else did we want? We, you know, like we've got maybe uh, halfway through this segment or a little less, but. Uh, we wanted to kind of maybe transition from from talking small goalies, number thirty, Daniel Berthoom, Pokey and the Bandit, um, to we wanted to just say, okay, this is actually listeners. Thank you for listening, obviously, but this is going to be our last episode of the summer. We're gonna we're gonna uh, I was gonna say hang up our skates, but uh, I think that the skates will be hung up after this episode airs, technically, because there's one more ice time to come later this week but um yeah we'd just like to take a moment and thank everybody for tuning in every week and uh thank uh we've had we're at episode 30 this year this is i think the most episodes we've done in the season we've kind of gotten close to that but this is uh 
and, and we pretty much knocked them out with a pretty good regularity. So a uh, big part of that was help was when you were on the road for a while in the winter filming your uh, docu-series there, uh, Jer- co-host Jared, uh, you know, UMFM station manager and uh, friend of the show. He stepped into the co-host chair a whole bunch of times and did a very admirable admirable i can't even say the word admirable job um and yeah so big thanks to him uh way earlier in the season and we haven't had him on lately which is a shame i think we were meaning to and we kind of you know one thing led to another and we it didn't happen was uh vince uh that we had the the watching hot talking watching yeah (laughs) you had it there talking watching hockey yeah, talking, watching hockey on talking hockey, the to- hockey talking show. Uh, Vince and he would fill us in on all the kind of unique ways that he would look for uh, things that he would look for when watching hockey and the way that he would watch hockey. And we talked about lots of cool players. Remember talking about middle six, the middle six? Uh, that's like the bet, the the new thing or whatever. I'm he pretty sure he to, said. I'm pretty sure he said he was. Uh, Florida was going to be Boston too. Yeah. So I mean, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Vince. Uh, so that was that was fun having him on a bunch. And then earlier in the season, we had a bunch of guests on as well. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun this year talking hockey with you, Randy. And then uh, you know oh, even we're gonna. At- at the beginning of this season, we had a whole bunch of Garage League themed. That's right. Uh, yeah, shows. we were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was. Uh, I even did some post game interviews when I could get the technology to go my way, <laughs> and and when I was around and doing it. And you know what? Next season might be. Uh, I think I'm going to be doing some scorekeeping and stuff, so that that might be easier uh, for me to get post game interviews and and maybe even penalty box interviews. Um, for games that I'm not playing in. So uh, I think that'll be something to look forward to next year on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Um, who else? Also, what am I forgetting? Uh, well, just thanks to anyone who ever requested a song or had a question for us or, you know, had a comment, you know, you enjoy the show, you don't enjoy the show, uh, <laughs> whatever. It's all good in our yeah, book. I think we've yeah. gotten a lot of, I love it, you know, like I think we would be doing this show anyway uh, if nobody listened because it's kind of fun to just get together and talk hockey with your buddy. But like we we really strive to sort of like our listeners that we've had lots of people, you know, I love it when you go to the rink and, and somebody comes up to you and is like, man, I was listening to the show this week. And, you know, and then you start talking about whatever. So you get like people that are listening. I hope that we can kind of cover some topics that get you thinking and talking hockey or whatever, you know, and then, uh, yeah, you see us around. Hey, give us a, <laughs> let us know or whatever. And also I, feel free to drop us a line online, you know, Instagram, all that kind of stuff. I'd, I'd like to know the split on like live listeners and podcast listeners, mm-hmm. because I, I, I feel we're more of a podcast followed show just yeah. because it's, it's tough to tune into stuff live because of things going not, on. You might not always be in the same place every Monday yeah. at 5 p.m. Uh, so I think I would I would guess that maybe we're more of a podcast-based audience, but still it's cool that we have both platforms. And, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that we work in, you know, we, we make sure that we uh, work in 
some musical content that works with the show, whether it's Canadian themed or based off of something that we're talking about or just some songs that we like. And this yeah. this week, um, we got another request, I think. Right, Tom? We do have another request. It's from teammate, Crest of Steel teammate, Bobby the Laser Mazer, straight out of uh, North Riverview. I guess just Riverview, but like he's from the north part of Riverview. I don't know if that makes a difference, Randy, but uh, this I heard guy they can shoot, shoot the pucks hard up there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They shoot the pucks a little harder on, on that end of the ice. So I'm just trying to find his song request, but but one of the one of the sort of things that we were kind of um, doing or thinking about was with our requests from our Crest of Steel teammates was uh, what kind of hockey player does Bobby? You know, does his style remind you of Randy? Like, if you had to, I guess, past or present, um, is there a player that you could kind of liken Bobby's skill sets to? You know, of the well, the- if we're like talking about the shot, like, I guess present day, who's got the shot? Like Ovechkin, I think. Yeah. For the yeah, you know that, yeah. like, they don't really talk about line A that much anymore when it comes to like who's got the actual best shot. In the league, yeah, I, I think, think Line's like, injuries over the last two seasons have really hampered his uh, production and appearances. He hasn't played a full season in a while, which is a bummer, yeah. I think. But I think kind of being more of a what? A, could you call us old school, like eighties, nineties, mm-hmm. if that's old school to yeah. some of the new kids? If, if we had to liken maybe Tom or uh, Bob from someone back then, like I guess you got to go with the Golden Brett, like you know, yeah, Bobby's. Yeah. Robbie, Bobby's got a shot just like uh, Golden Brett there, uh, tickling the twine and actually ripping the puck right through it. I like that. That's a good comparison, yeah. Brett Hall had himself a laser. Uh, and I, like, I, I think Bob is very effective when you put him – so he's a right-hand shot, if I'm not mistaken. And if you, if you get him kind of on his strong side – of the ice there, like where, like, I guess on the left side of the ice a little bit, if you can put the puck in his wheelhouse or if he gets the puck there and has a chance to have a look, he can rip it. Uh, and, um, yeah, I that's, guess if, uh, you, if, if you wanted to like work fictional hockey players into the mix, then maybe you got Fulton from mighty ducks. <laughs> Was that the knuckle puck guy? Yeah. The guy, they like found him ripping pucks in the, right, in the, in the alley. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I was walking through river Riverview once and I think I saw Bob, uh, in a back lane somewhere ripping pucks. Just ripping pucks. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. All right. There we go. Uh, beautiful. So I found the name of the song. It's a band called Warzone, uh, and the song is called United Worldwide. So this one's going out to Bobby the Laser Mazer right here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show.
All right, that was United Worldwide by Warzone. Request going out to Bob Mazer of Crass of Steel. Listener Bob in Riverview, thanks for tuning in, buddy. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, well, I guess I was just going to say we'll we'll thank everybody for tuning in uh, and, you know, uh, have a great summer. We're not done the show yet, though. We got to talk about Canada winning the World Championship uh, gold medal over Germany just Sunday morning uh here in north america i guess it would be saturday night over there no sunday night uh, in europe yeah it was so the tournament was held between lat where'd you say latvia and finland finland and um latvia well they had themselves a little bit of a showing as well so obviously canada wins the gold against germany surprising that germany was the other team in the gold medal Mm -hmm. game i thought uh they upset the u.s on their way and then in the bronze medal game, Latvia, they upset the, the United US again. States of America. Yeah. Um, huge upset there. And the U.S., who finished first in their pool, they fell to Germany in the, is it the semifinal or the, what do you call the game before the championship? Yeah. Yeah. Semifinal. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So they, so then- they fell in the semifinal and in the final and you i did not watch the game because uh well i saw i've been catching kind of the replays later in the evening or whatever here and there but what what did you see when you saw the game this morning well in similar fashion yeah similar fashion uh the u.s they were up on latvia um with i think less than two minutes to go Latvia uh, tied it late, and then uh, yeah, they they wanted an overtime. Uh, basically, a mirror image of what happened to them yesterday versus the Germans. And <clears throat> I don't know if it's like if it comes into hockey players' minds that like oh here we are we're we're playing, you know we're not playing Sweden we're not playing Finland we're not playing Czech Republic like or Canada like you know one of them main countries that you're used to seeing in these you know spots like oh we just have the latvians like yeah this should be easy or it's the germans you know it should be fine or whatever but yeah like uh back-to-back blown leads and overtime losses for the u.s to basically fall outside the medals and that was a team that featured winnipeg jets defenseman dylan sandberg um he was the only jet still left standing leon gavanke was on uh germany but he is now not playing for He's the moose next year anymore, yeah yeah um but yeah no um canada like i wouldn't say I, like adam fantilli scored his first goal of the tournament yesterday that was a which nice was goal too beautiful goal like i wouldn't say i was blown away with canada's play as, as, like especially in the semis and the finals today uh, but they got it done. Um, you know, they were a team featuring uh, Tyler Toffoli, Milan Lucic, and Mackenzie Weger from the Calgary Flames. And then you had, you know, um, Tyler Myers, former Jet as well, like on the team. And, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, it wasn't, you know, for, Not for like a people. Not like team or anything. Yeah. yeah. Like these Samuel are. Samuel Montembeau was the goaltender. These are players who, you know, um, didn't make the playoffs, chose to go play Worlds. Yeah. But like, you know, for instance, like Mark Shifley didn't go. Like last year, PLD and Adam Lowry went and played for Team Canada. They did, uh, yeah. This year they chose not to. 
like a lot of good players uh, chose not to go play. I guess they just wanted to get to summer quicker or they've got other, had other plans, but um, I, you know, long story short, I'm, it wasn't mind blowingly good hockey, but what was really great was seeing Latvia um, get a medal because I think that's the, their first medal in a major international tournament. And their fans were just going berserk. So yeah, and they were was, one of the nice co-host nations, so they would be going berserk. They do that there. They're pretty wild, passionate supporters of their, you know, national hockey team. I guess like so in two thousand eight, the World Championships were held in Canada for like the first time in a hundred years or something because it's always over in Europe, eh? So uh, they had it split between Quebec City and Halifax. And all of Latvia's games were in Halifax. I was still living there at the time. And there was a huge crowd of Latvian supporters that were there. I don't know if any locals were mixed in with them, but like, I think it was all like out of towners because uh, I ran into them at one establishment and it wasn't English they were speaking. So, you know, and they, but they all had, uh, you know, helmets with horns, not all, but like, you know, they were banging drums. They were just like from dusk till dawn, just, you know, parading around town, drinking and uh, beating their drums. And so that's yeah, kind of cool for Latvia. And you know what? I just read that that is Germany's uh, first medal of any kind since uh, West Germany uh, <clears throat> took silver in 1953. And uh, so it's like United Germany's best showing since they finished fourth a few years ago. So it's like their first medal in a very long time as well. So pretty cool that, you know, like Canada, Germany, Latvia, who like Canada. Yeah. You could say, yeah, that for sure. They're going to be one of the top three metal teams, but Germany and Latvia, nobody saw yeah. that coming. <laughs> no Finland, no Sweden, no USA, uh, no USA. Uh, Czech yeah. Republic, Slovakia. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I guess like Finland, I think they just kind of had a rough tournament. I think, um, Oh, Denmark. Uh, we had Nikolai Ehlers playing for uh, the the team in Denmark, and I think I think this was his last the last tournament that his dad was coaching, and before he uh, I guess retires from the program. And then other Winnipeg Jet in the tournament was Nito Niederreiter for Switzerland, who actually famously can, got can, stomped on. Yeah, yeah. Canada lost to Switzerland and Norway early in yeah. the tournament. When and I then, saw that they lost to Norway, I was like, oh, brother, like, yeah, what is another what is sixth, place, sixth place finish or whatever? But yeah. again, when you're in these tournaments, you might as well lose in the middle of them instead of at the end of them, because wow, in, sure. in, in a case like the United States, they're going home empty, empty handed. Yeah. Well, and you talk about that. If we want to transition just a little bit, you talk about like good time to start winning. Look at the Florida Panthers. They've won like 11 of their last 12 games or whatever the number is, you know, so they lost the three to Boston. They were down three, one, they came back, they won three. They, they won four against Toronto. Toronto only won four. They swept the next series. So like the Florida Panthers are rolling right now. And I thought that we were going to have two sweeps in the conference finals, but Dallas has shown a little bit of fight back. They're clawed their way back into it a little bit. The series is 3-2. Monday night, game six will go. So will Dallas force a game seven? Will Vegas be able to punch their ticket to the final? That's been uh, an interesting series. Randy, have you 
kind of tuned in on any of that? Dallas Vegas. Uh, I watched last. I watched the um, game five. Um, you know, it's it's actually interesting to see Jason Robertson. Obviously, he's been a difference because he yeah. started scoring again. Um, and then that Ty Delan- uh, Delandria. Delandria, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the goal he scored that was the winning goal on um, Saturday night. That was. I think one that Aiden Hill would like back. However, it did deflect off the defenseman's stick. Those can be tricky. So, you know, hard to fault them, I guess. Yeah. And then the next goal, um, they were potentially talking about uh, goalie interference, but Hag pushed Domi into Aiden Mm -hmm. Hill and he um, uh, was sliding into him. So, you know, I guess you, whatever, it'd be tough to argue because they also called it a goal on the ice. Um, so then you have to overturn that and yeah how about that vegas blue line i was thinking about this last night or sorry saturday night while watching the game a little bit that their blue line is it's pretty crazy like what a what a solid top six they have you know between peter angelo um martinez um, shea theodore theodore uh nick hag uh zach white mcnab white cloud I think that's their top six, basically, right there. And it's like, so their bottom pair, I think, is it maybe uh, Hag and White Cloud or something like that? Like, what a great bottom pair. (laughs) You know what I mean? Just goes to show that to to get deep in the playoffs, you got to have you got to have a very solid grouping of defense. And it's. It's like the old saying goes, Randy, defense wins championships. And uh, the way that Florida has been playing, their goaltender, their defense, their whatever, the Paul Maurice kind of will win 2-1. Hey, who cares? That's that's his style. And then um, and then the way Vegas is kind of playing, although Dallas has clawed their way back in. But, yeah, like, you know, you got guys like uh, former Toronto GM Kyle Dubas who – he was like, I'm going to offense first or whatever. Didn't, didn't work, Randy. So now he's out of a job. So, and what you look at the, the teams that are left in the playoffs, you know, we're down to three teams or whatever. And all three of them pretty good defensively, pretty good goalies. It's uh, same old, same old, really. I don't know. Yeah. I, I heard it on TV uh, this morning, Sunday morning that, Dallas isn't they're not coming back from a 3-0 deficit anymore. Like it's 3-2. So yeah. it's a whole new it's a whole new mindset. Like it's just you you're just one game back, you know? So it's not as like, you know, uh it's not a, a huge task as trying to come back from 3. So I just felt that like that's a that's a good perspective uh to use and and now they've got Jamie Ben coming back for for Monday's game. It's true, uh, his, yeah. His suspension's over. J- uh, Pavelski, Joe Pavelski said after they won game four, he said, well, it's a start, you know. Now we just got to win the next one. And that's all yeah. Like that's all you can think about in playoffs is don't think too far ahead. All you need to think about in any playoff game is this game, right? Like, yeah, you can't, get, you can't win three games in yeah. one game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, what do you feel? Is is Dallas going to win one more, or is does is Vegas because they're going back to Dallas? It's going to be home ice for are. Dallas. Jamie Ben's back. You know what? What do you what are you picturing for tomorrow night's game or Monday night's game? 
So I, I kind of think that Vegas is going to close it out on Monday night with like the prototypical road game, like the road victory, you know, they're going to get an early goal. Um, and then it, they'll just get the crowd out of it. You know what I mean? And it'll be kind of, uh, it'll be a, probably a close game. Maybe Dallas has a push at the end, but I think that, I think Vegas is going to be closing it out on Monday night to, to go meet the Florida Panthers. So that's my gut feeling. I don't know. What do you, do I, you think? I, I would agree. I like Vegas. I they're, they're just such a composed team. Mark Stone, Jack Eichel, Chandler Stevenson, like uh, Marcheseau, like mm. all their forwards. Uh, Will, uh, what's his name? William Carlson, like their coach. Like it just like and the fact that they're doing this still with uh, like with basically what their fourth string goalie. Yeah, you know? like super depth goalie. Yeah. Like Im- imagine if the Jets lost Hellebuck and then lost Riddick. You know, like. It just doesn't seem like if the Jets were in this position that like they would they would have been they never played another goalie like that yeah you know when Hellebuck plays sixty six games a year and your backup plays the other you know dozen or whatever it is um yeah like uh, and I mean maybe we'll talk about this let's 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 throw a song come back and talk about a little bit of wish listy type of stuff for the summer but. Look, we're going to go out, or no, we're not going out, but we're going to throw to a song here. Let's go with uh, Say It Ain't So by Weezer. Why are we playing this song? Well, because Say, Say It Ain't So, the show's uh, coming to an end for this season. Uh, you know, uh, we had a good time. Uh, but, you know, we'll see you on the other side of this song here on Talking Hockey, the Hockey Talking Show. Somebody's hiding,
right, that was Weezer with uh, Say It Ain't So. What a classic jam that is. Maybe, like, so that album came out in 1994, the Blue Album. In my 1990s mind, that is still, like, I can listen to that album still. It is a perfect album. Start perfect album. Perfect yeah. record, yeah. Yeah. So, Say It Ain't So, the show is over for the season. Before we wrap, though, we just kind of want to talk about a summer wish list for not only our team, the Winnipeg Jets, but around the league, maybe some of the things that we think might happen or that we're going to look be interested in seeing. So imagine, if you will, the Stanley Cup has already been handed out, Randy, and your Florida Panthers are the cup champs. Paul Maurice brings the cup back to Winnipeg, hangs out at Portland, Maine with the Stanley Cup. And uh, says, well, that wasn't so hard, was it? And then... <laughs> well, on the reverse of that, though, if Vegas ends up winning the Stanley Cup, there's like four or five Manitobans on the Vegas Golden That's Knights. That's very we true. Might see, we might see the Cup uh, around around here for a month instead of just... Uh, or whatever it is. It's one day yeah. one day with the Cup, right? So almost yeah. a week compared to uh, whatever. But um, yeah, yeah, you know what? It's very true. It, Vegas has as, a lot of Canadians on that team. As Jets fans, um, it feels like we're a long ways away from kind of maybe uh, feeling those types of feelings again. But as a hockey fan, it's I, I've been enjoying the playoff hockey so far. It's been very entertaining. Great hockey. Uh, great storylines. Great things going on. Great plays. Great goals. Like I, I've been, man, I've been enjoying the playoffs so much. I will concur. Uh, it's been an enjoyable playoffs to watch. I, in my office hockey pool, I um, now have zero players left. So I'm, I mean, I th- I knew I was done, you know, after last round <laughs> when most of my guys got knocked out. But, um, you know, still. I don't think fun. too many people. Too many. I don't think too many people had uh, these teams kind of no. going deep. No. Uh, so my Vegas. one, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my one, uh, <clears throat> my one buddy at work, he's got, um, he's going to win the pool because basically he's got still like, he had, he had some Florida Panthers. He has a bunch of Dallas stars and he has a bunch of Vegas guys. I don't know why. I don't know how he came to pick those teams. And Carolina was the other team that he had a bunch of guys on. So he did, he did well. Um, but anyway, uh as far as as far as uh summer kind of wish list goes let's start with the jets i don't know if you want to call it a wish list or what but like what do you wish yeah let's do it what do you wish happens with the jets this summer one like if there's one thing that could happen um honestly i would like to just see more i think more dedication more depth like, and what I mean by that is there was too many times where the Jets would go down in a game and you could just see that they weren't coming back. Like, you, there was, I don't know what it was, but it just seemed like they were done. Like, you know, even like the last game against Vegas, game, game five, when the Jets were eliminated, they just couldn't get anything going. It's yeah. like there was no spark. Um, but like Until when you it was watch, almost too late, and then it was yeah, like, and it's way, way yeah. too late. Yeah. Whereas like late, you know, if thinking back to um, round two, 
Florida was down two nothing to the Leafs, I think, in game game one of that series. And by the second or by the first intermission, it was two two. You know, like I I love I love watching teams that like keep playing and you you know, they keep sticking to the plan and they keep doing things. Um, I don't really care who's on the Jets. Like again, like similar to what we said in the first first segment, like we love our players here. Just like, you know, play and give it your give it your best or whatever. Um, I would love to just see a full full on team that just um does not quit. Like almost like a, a team full of I don't know, Brandon Tanevs and uh, you know, like Seattle Kraken is a perfect example. They don't have a one superstar on their team, but like they gave Dallas, well, they beat the former cup champs, Colorado Avalanche. And then they give it, gave uh, Dallas everything that they had with seven games. Like that was great hockey to watch. No, not one superstar on that team. A lot of great hockey players, but um, I would sacrifice maybe a name or two if we had to here in Winnipeg to just get a, a full team. Um, yeah just pulling on the rope together. So I don't know. I, I would just like to see um, almost like a night, you know, like that's Winnipeg Jets hockey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's... they haven't really had that brand of, you know, team identity in a few seasons now. And I think that it will be important for the Jets in the 23, 24 season to have an identity. Like, they they kind of started getting one back this year, but here's the issue is that uh, <clears throat> a lot of those players, so there's going to be some turnover. How much turnover? Well, we'll see. But based on contract situations alone, you got to think something's going to happen. And what, two of the names, the biggest names that are being bandied about, obviously, are Blake, or sorry, uh, Connor Hellebuck and Mark Shifley. And but I mean I think Pierre Luc Dubois probably good has gone as well. So the Jets will look different next year, and they have some unrestricted free agents that are leaving. So here's my biggest wish, Randy, is that they just embrace the change and don't think that they have to make the playoffs or the season is a failure. Obviously, playoffs are great, but I think it's the time right now that the Jets need to inject a whole bunch of youth into that roster now they didn't do it like montreal where they just traded everybody away and got draft picks and stuff but maybe this summer we do see an influx of picks coming in or prospects or whatever and just gotta kind of i don't know what you want to call it retool it's not rebuild i don't know whatever but there's going to be change. And I just want to see instead of look, Sam Gagne, bless his heart. Love him. Great guy. I have always enjoyed him as a player in the NHL, but I'd rather see a uh, Brad Lambert in that roster spot. You know what I mean? At this point for the jets. So that's my wish for Winnipeg this summer. A youth movement. Yeah. 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 Okay, I got a question for you. We'll both we'll give uh, we'll maybe give our hottest take or our truest take and, and or you know our our the our yeah. gut gut reaction and maybe we'll bring this clip back to uh, season six episode thirty one. What we're gonna do because we're gonna keep the numbers going. But yeah. 
So let's call let's call them the big. Well, in Toronto they're calling them the core four. The core in four. Winnipeg, right. In Winnipeg, like maybe we'll just call them the big four. But if you think about Hellebuck, Shifley, Pierre Luc Dubois, and Wheeler, just okay. those four players, um, how many, and which ones are gone, uh, by opening day or you know puck drop next year. Okay, well, so what I think will happen is I think Pierre-Luc Dubois and Mark Scheifele will be gone. Um, I don't think you that Wheeler's going anywhere. He will play out his contract here because it would basically cost the Jets draft picks to get rid of him, and what's the point, honestly? Like, let him play. Um, he's still, like, a decent enough player. He's just not necessarily first-line material anymore, and but that's where he's been playing. And I think Connor Hellebuck, I mean, I don't see the Jets trading him, even though I think personally that might be the smartest thing to do. Um, but I kind of just don't think that Shevel Dayoff uh, would do such a thing, basically. I, the Jets need a, su- a succession plan from Hellebuck, though. Exactly. They There's don't, nobody. They don't, they don't nobody. really have one. I don't know what yeah. it is, but they they need to come up with something quick. So, because he's going to be gone sooner than you think, and I. So I don't know. Like I, I do think though that Pierre Luc Dubois will be traded, and I do think that Mark Shifley will be traded. Uh, you know. <clears throat> Ken Weeb suggested that Carolina might be interested in a guy like Shifley or whatever, because, you know, one of their hindrances this year, especially in that series where they got swept by Florida was goal scoring. They couldn't put the biscuit in the basket and Shifley. I mean, he scored 42 this year. The guy knows how to do it. Um, so and Rod, Rod the Bod probably could get him to play some defense too. You never know, right? Like stranger yeah. <laughs> things have happened. So, yeah. um, so if you're looking at that, like who's coming back? Maybe, maybe a guy like Seth Jarvis is on the radar. I don't know. Actually, or, that's a good point. My other wish list item would be to see. Let's see some Manitobans on the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, too. yeah. Well, yeah. Look at Vegas, man. Like they got so many of them, right? And um, there's a. Um, uh, Peyton Krebs is a uh, Buffalo Sabre. He was on Team Canada's gold-winning team just this uh, Sunday morning. He's 22 years old. Buffalo is a team on the up-and-up. They got a lot of good young players. They got some... You know what they need? They need a goaltender, Randy. What if Connor Hellebuck went to Buffalo... And one of the pieces coming back was a guy like Peyton Krebs. You know what I'm saying? Like this is yeah. what I'm talking about. Oh, I just don't know who's <laughs> going to play goal for. Can can Peyton Krebs throw the pads on? Yeah. Okay. Uh, maybe we could call Daniel Berthume and yeah. or Pokey Reddick. Okay, uh, uh, I'll just my my hot take for the big four. I think they're all still here next year by, by puck drop uh, October game one. I think they're all still in the lineup. That's that's my. Yeah. That's my hot take, and we'll listen to this next year, and we'll laugh <laughs> we'll at our see. responses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, we got a few minutes to go left here in this episode, and uh, in the season, I guess season five, season Sanko. Uh, yeah, you know, it's been a good one. It has been. It's been enjoyable. We we've covered a lot of ground in this season. Um, so we opened the season with an episode 
where we interviewed Russ Rankin from uh, the band uh, Good Riddance. And Russ is a guy that we've had on before. We've talked to him a couple times now. And he's, you know, aside from being, uh, you know, kind of a punk rock legend, he's a uh, hockey guy. And so he, um, you know what, I'm just, I just opened their archives. Listeners, if you ever want to go back in the archives, go to talk and go to uh, UMFM dot com slash programming slash shows slash talk and hockey the hockey doctor show uh our episode was with russ was actually episode two i for some reason in my mind i thought that was episode one but uh it weren't um what i was trying to say he's a big new jersey devils fan and he was telling us all about how new jersey was going to have this awesome year i don't know that i believed him and then uh, <laughs> look at the look at the year new jersey had yeah. and then the sorry the, russ yeah, good little playoff run they had, but we had you know we had uh, Dirty Catfish Brass Band on the show this year. We had um, uh, who else came on our show to to talk with us this year? Um, uh, New York. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, um, yeah, Dynasty Hockey Go. Yes, yeah. Um, you know there was. Uh, well, we did we did like a redraft this year, remember, for 1991. Um, oh, we have, well, name Cardinal just recently on the show. Um, yeah, I don't know. We've we've kind of covered a lot of ground. We didn't really have as many guests this year as we have in past seasons. Last, you know, I think season three and four, we had a whole bunch of guests. Um, and you know what? We're always open to that. But uh, time and I was going to say money, but there's no money in podcasting folks so uh but uh no we have a good time doing it and i don't know what season six will bring randy i think like i said off the top of the show maybe i'm gonna do some scorekeeping this coming winter so uh maybe some penalty box interviews or whatever between the benches interviews that kind of thing so actually one more shout out to uh carter the car guy i know he's been a uh you know a very long time -time listener yeah uh um carter uh if you're looking for a vehicle go see carter down at mcphillips toyota drive into summer today with carter uh he'll he'll do you up right um and like we said in the first uh segment too we're always making sure we, we have some sort of theme with with the music uh whether it's like you know all songs are are kind of tied together somehow or yeah. if we're we're talking off of a certain theme um, but I guess if you're talking about like some classic hockey songs at arenas, like this yeah. song that we're going to go out on is like, is, is one of the, like the fans start singing this one usually. They right? do. And in Montreal, I think was it, well, no, they do. They do. Ole, 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 but na, 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 na. Who, who, uh, like, were there some fans who kind of do that one? Uh, maybe, maybe even just Canadian fans, like when Canada's about to win gold yeah. or something, like maybe World it Juniors. Might or... be a, also like a small town rink kind of thing. I feel like it's a junior hockey kind of thing or something. Although uh, I think the the Ole chant, I think, has taken away from the goodbye chant because yeah. Ole is like pretty prominent in Montreal. I've yeah. I've heard Ole it's, it's in, in other arenas. Yeah, yeah. But like, if you think about the '90s, I remember hearing uh, the Na 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 song like. A, quite a few times yeah for, you absolutely. know in the last minute of the game or whatever when one team's up by a few or that kind of thing yeah 
So yeah, we're gonna go out on that song. So this is well, who's the band? Steam is that? Steam. What that's called? the one that I got. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Steam. Uh, this song's from 1969. Uh, I didn't realize it was that old of a song, but that's maybe why it sort of was big in the 90s because there was that resurgence or whatever. But um, yeah, it's a great hockey rink song, and yeah, it's uh, just a little send off. Na 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 na. Hey hey. Goodbye. We're off for the summer. Uh, it's uh, it's already like 30 degrees out. So I mean, <laughs> it's our it's our summer. our summer's play. In, yeah, summer's here. Our our hockey playing is is wrapping up this week. So you know, uh, enjoy the Stanley Cup final between the Florida Panthers and. I'm going to say Vegas Golden Knights. But who knows? I was going to say blank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. uh, thank, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, it's been a great uh, hockey season, and we'll look forward to doing it all again soon. Yeah. Take care, everyone. Keep your stick on the ice. You'll never love.